gold we just missed. Oh, I wish I had pushed the button. So, ludicrous speed now. Sorry, pushing the button until I can think of. We are starting a, I don't know, what is this, a limited a limited series to go in between our regular episodes? Unless you all like it, and then we'll make this a frequent thing, and you can name the movies or shows, which I have some ideas. Well, that sounds like giving people way too much power, but okay. <laughs> well, there's not a lot of them, so. <laughs> so, Jesse, you're going to tell us what to watch next, and we'll see how things go. No. Pick something we've never seen. That'd be great. That would be great. Uh, no, so we are going to attempt, not an original idea in the least, because many podcasts are doing this. I'm pretty sure it's the first time ever. Okay, we are breaking new ground here. We are going to actually do a running commentary on the Mandalorian. Yeah. The new Disney if you are Plus like, program. If you are awesome in your capacity in every way of life, what you should do is sync up the Mandalorian and watch it while listening to this. It'd be like you're here. Yes. We need to come up with a title. I was thinking... The interactive experience of the Mandalorian with the Happy Zen podcast. Too long. I was thinking like the Mando chat with Adam and Matt, but that's all right. That's a nice long one. Yours is way more detailed. <laughs> Yours fucking rhymes. You well, thought you took all week to think about we'll that. I know you out. did. I know you it's did. It's really the only reason I did this. So now that you don't want to do it, I'm going to do something else. Fair enough. Uh, and we're, we also have our uh, our drinks here. So if you hear slurping, that's just... It's not us. Well, it is us, but... Yeah, but of course... There's a reason for it. And the beauty of everything that we do is going to be powered by Deadly Grounds Coffee, just like we are today. See, and you didn't think I'd find a time to tie, tie it in. Well, now's my chance to have my first sip. So... Because yeah, watching The Mandalorian and trying to tie coffee in could be slightly challenging now that I've seen it. And the best part was when this idea came up, you had seen the first two episodes. I didn't even I have... I have only seen the first episode. I didn't even have Disney Plus yet. Mm-hmm. And then I come here today and go, hey, have you seen the third episode? You're like, no. And I'm like, mm, I'm probably going to spoil it for you. <laughs> Yeah, so obviously, spoiler alert, because this is going to talk about things that in yeah. the program you should have hopefully... I mean, by the time we release this, it'll at least have been a week or two. If you haven't seen it, it's your own fault. Yeah. I mean, seriously, like even I accepted the fact that if I wasn't going to have a Disney Plus membership, that I was going to have everybody spoil everything. So I was prepared for that. And mm-hmm. I pretty much feel like my Disney Plus membership is because I can't stand it being spoiled for me. So That's fair. Yeah. Now, do you have any expectations going into this program whatsoever? Um, no, cause I did no homework on it. None. I didn't, uh, I, I even had to ask you when the time period was because I didn't do any digging and, uh, you, you get a sense of it, obviously. And we'll talk about that as we go through the episode, but yeah, no, I didn't do any, any background on it whatsoever. i saw, um, a couple posters and stuff as they had the release stuff coming on Instagram, and social media, but that was it. Yeah. I kind of went in relatively cold as well. I mean, I knew John Favreau was behind it and I knew kind of a little bit of the look of it, but that was about it. I don't know. I didn't know any of the plot. Although, to be fair, I don't think they gave away much of the plot. No, there was a moment I was suspecting that maybe the Mandalorian opened up his own food truck instead of being a chef anymore, but apparently that wasn't the case. So, I mean, John Favreau has a lot to pull from, so you never know. Also, did uh, and he fought a lion? I don't know. He did the Lion King, didn't he? What? Mine made sense. <laughs> did it? Yes. If John Favreau showed up as an alien on like a oh, food I see. bending if he showed thing, up. I got you. If he showed up. It totally okay. would have made sense. And be like, we could have had a whole backstory of that guy. So I'm just saying. Now, yours. I haven't seen him show. The lion up. never Has ate anybody. Up? The lion never ate anybody. Is, is he in this program? Have I seen him? I don't know. For all intents and purposes, he could have lost a bunch of weight and be the Mandalorian. Because there is a character in this first episode that I recognize the voice, and it took me forever to figure out who it actually was. Uh, that's Horatio Sands. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, like, should, I know we, that voice. We should start but, this. I, I, we should start this. Yeah, but you know, 100%. let's just, we, we just fucking. We're, yeah, I got nothing. Overall, though, this is um awesome. The show. Yes. By the way, I mean not uh, probably what you're getting to is we had no expectations, got into it, and you know this is the first real I think test of the idea of doing something different around the Star Wars universe. That's next level past Rogue One. Rogue One still had so much content tied into it. You heard the backstory. This is really. Some people asked for it. Some people didn't ask for it. I think most people asked for Boba Fett. So this is like, hey, we're going to give you something kind of like it. And we're going to do a time period that you're going to understand the time period. But we're not going to talk about any of the popular stuff you're used to. We're going to go a whole different direction and not include probably any of the characters you're thinking of. But as you'll see, it certainly has a feeling of the certainly the original trilogy. Oh, listen, I, I just almost kind of want, wish in some elements that the original, almost all of the Star Wars got to be remade starting right now. Because the way the tech is uh technology is and cgi and the filming and the people who care about the product so much uh just oh my god be so amazing yeah yeah all right so we are going to start this moment everything they're gonna reboot star wars Uh, it's the way things are like we're gonna be old we're gonna be old people all of us those listening will be old if you're already old maybe you're just really old and we're gonna be like oh my god they're rebooting star wars those assholes and then it'll be so good I'd say a lot of time has to go by, but I mean, they rebooted Spider-Man like twice in the span of nah, that's a different story. Years? That's a different story. That's just because they just keep thinking they get it wrong and they're not committing to their own project. Um, what I'm thinking of is like when they reboot, um, not even they don't even wait 20 years and reboot stuff. Mm-hmm. So my thought process is you reboot. I mean, it depends. If we get Anakin in The Last Jedi, Last Jedi, what's the last, last one coming? I can't remember the title of the last one. Uh, Rise of Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, whatever. The the number nine. Number nine. Yeah. So if we get him in number nine somehow, we're also not in our traditional studio. So if you hear any odd noises, like children screaming, that's perfectly normal, and don't worry about it. Yeah, because we're at your house. Yes, and there are children a few floors down playing video games. They consented to that. It sounds creepier than it meant to be. All of that was horrible. Yeah, I'll cut that out. On the positive note, it's my kids. They're okay. They're downstairs playing video games and having a good time. It's all cool. Everyone, it's all great. All right, so we are going to hit play. You may follow along. We will not be having sound because A, somebody at Disney will sue us probably for broadcasting the sound and then how will you hear us? Hit play now. Hit play now. Now, we're there. We're going. And play. Oh, you might not be completely So Disney Plus original pop-up right now. Hey, do you ever realize how much this is exactly like Netflix? Like, did they borrow one of their engineers or techs oh, to sure, run Disney Plus? Because sure a lot of it is very similar. I got the email. Have you seen this logo before? This new Star Wars logo? Because I can't think that I've seen it before this program. So you don't pay attention when you watch The Force Awakens and all that stuff? Is, it, are, is this new one on that? Yeah, it was. Really? Yeah. The, the the face shots were the, yeah. not that Star Wars logo part, okay. though. Because no. I thought maybe it was something they were doing new for the TV shows. Do you ever get t- tired of the fact that they have amazing spe- space tech Yet they have things that are so ridiculously archaic, old looking, like this yeah. this home and beacon thing in his hand. Yeah. I it's a beeping light and it makes noise. And I'm assuming you could have some amazing uh like graphical GPS thing, but But it it kind of goes with that whole um a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So it is it's it's new tech, but it's old tech. You, like, had, you, know what I mean? you just had to have an answer, right? I guess. I originally thought the bald guy was Tate Fletcher at first. He's like in everything as the badass. And I'm disappointed it wasn't because it would have been kind of cool. But it doesn't matter. I guess there's still time. So we have some creature run a planet that is not named. None of the plants have been really named so far that I've seen. No, but they're familiar, right? And the beautiful part is by not naming them. like You can almost get a Maz Eisley feel, mm-hmm. but they're not 
making us think as Mos Eisley. So and we're cool. in clearly a cantina, which apparently these cantinas are everywhere. These well, scummy people, people need to drink. Sorry. Yeah. I like the alien design in this cantina, though. It's very uh, the old school uh, look to it. Jabba Hut crossed with Mos Eisley crossed with like all the it was definitely from the first trilogy. The yeah. feel, right? Yeah. Like the remnants of the, the whole process. It's also the first time we see a Mandalorian referred to as Mando, which apparently goes on a few times in this program. My kids laughed. Like, did he name himself? I'm like, no, we didn't name himself. <laughs> Everyone else nicknaming him. Yeah. So I don't know who that guy at the bar is, but he's definitely a familiar actor. He is. Yeah. hundred percent. I just can't think of what's, what his name is. Well, but. I did. You Have you caught the incredible Western feel the whole time of this thing, too? Oh, he's he's Clint Eastwood. This, well, especially this he's beginning, the, he's the man with no name. He walks yeah. into town. He's quiet. He doesn't say anything. Like a Judge Dredd character. Like he's definitely also with the mask too. You get a, a Dread vibe. I, we will discuss at some point in time, like into uh, spoiler episode two. Uh, there's no helmet removed, right? And I, I hope there never is. I want to know who the actor is though. Hmm. And oh, by the way, why? Okay, it's I, the Red Viper of Dorne from Game on. of Thrones. I get spoiler. Uh, I get the shoulder pieces and stuff like, or I speak, to, to take blasters and stuff, but are really, people really that bad a shot that they only hit where the armor is? Have you watched any Star Wars movies? I know, I mean, it's they, amazing. Nobody hits anybody with a blaster. Yeah, first of all. Rarely. And then the shoulder piece, I get it because you can kind of turn and block it and all that shit, but mm-hmm. anyways. I do like how they, they kind of show that the uh, the weapons and the armor are part of the religion, like it's a religious mm. thing to have, and it's that important to them. Yeah. I like we, we get right into this bounty puck piece, right? So we're going to understand very quickly, you know, it's a Mandalorian. He's a bounty hunter. That's cool. Yep. And the bounties are given out in these hologram pucks and they get a tracker of some sort and a puck. And we learn later that the pucks are kind of the bounty is on the level. Yeah. Whereas I like that that snap cut to the, the title for the Mandalorian. And then we're not going to hear it, but the music in this program is amazing. Oh, yeah. Well done. And was it Hughes? I don't know it probably a protege or something right like i just assumed it was but someone. uh and the other thing but like the show looks like movie quality like the the visuals of it it's beautiful well and, and to be fair i mean i put this up there with the visuals of rogue one. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. and and maybe even a little bit nicer than i even hate to say it, but the force awakens and that kind of stuff i think this is right there it, it's a little more again it's that grimy kind of old yeah. school star wars look yeah but, to it. but it's right in your face it's there's a proximity feeling to it that's a little bit closer where I feel like the movies are further back on what you're seeing and your level of this. This just feels like it's more up close, more intimate, which is something for fantasy is amazing, by the way. So here we learn that the Mandalorian has something against droids. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's just him in particular or if that's the Mandalorian people in general. Oh, we'll see why. I'll show you if you didn't catch it. It's completely, completely apparent later on. I love this uh, this land speeder that's just just a piece of garbage, and it's uh, oh, what's the guy's name? He's a comedian. I can't think of his name now. Oh, uh, the big tall Brian Posehn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The gra- I mean, it look, does look good. The speeders look good, and everything. The the, the cuts are good. It and, doesn't and, look. And we get the old tech from yeah. the original three, yeah, right? Yeah, because so. you see, like with his uh, with the binoculars there, and then uh, the Mandalorian has the so the scope on the gun. If you didn't look up ahead of time when the time period was for this flick. Do you think at this point you would have already sorry, show? Would you've already figured out kind of when this is? Because uh, it really screams first three. Yeah, and right? at, at one point I think it's a bit late. Well, it is later because it's when he gets his bounty. When he gets his next bounty, they talk about how um, the empire 
is has crumbled, it's fallen yeah. apart. So it kind of gives you the hint that it's right after um, episode six, I guess. Um, there's the Mandalorian's ship, which is ginormous. Well, you know, take some bounties around, right? And we're led to believe that there is something. This is mostly an ice planet by the look yeah. of it. And there's something there are some sort of large creatures or some sort of creature that they're warning about under the ice. That the Mandalorian doesn't seem to give a crap about. I feel like every planet's got something that's going to kill you in this. this yeah, uh, it's like a sandworm. Star or, Wars. There's always something. And there we go. And what I've again, back to the tech, you can travel through space like really easily, by the way. And you can't scan for life destroying creatures that are the size of your ship. I mean, seriously. I think this is where it pops out because it looks it poor planning. Looks really well. Yeah, 100% it does. Yeah, like that looks good. Like for, for remember, this is a TV show. Like, I've, but the money, yeah, it's, clearly. It's it's just all the money. Yeah, the ship looks good. Everything looks, I, I mean, again, looking at the ship, it screams older too, right? Mm-hmm. So it does help a little bit. Very um, Millennium Falcon-like kind of look to the inside of it. And I don't know what this, it, the type of alien, they talked, they mentioned at the beginning, I missed it, but the name of the, uh, oh, I never the alien creature. I've never been able to keep up with that. Okay, so his weapon that he has in this is the exact same gun that Boba Fett has in the animated piece of the Star Wars Christmas special which was apparently a big deal because it basically implies that the Christmas special is actually Star Wars canon. So I just feel like that was so unnecessary of a reach, but I get it. I yeah. get it. I mean, I love the weapon um, in the third episode, um, which I'm not going to say anything, yeah. um, but it's really cool. It's just, you, you see it in action all the way through, but mm-hmm. in the third episode, you're just like, <laughs> yeah, like that's that looks, why that guy survives. That looks like you're watching yeah, any too. of the movies. Like it, it looks like maybe when they, cleaned up the original trilogy like that kind of look to it yeah definitely yeah it's got to be a lot of work to keep it like that yeah well i mean you, you can see what the opposite is is like phantom menace is where it's too clean and it looks too shiny and but it was supposed to be though right i mean that, uh, yeah i we guess could, we could argue over that but i mean at yeah. the end of it all it was supposed to be a, a happier more prosperous time things are not supposed to feel like they're shady mm-hmm. just like we get this with it being shady i was glad we got lots a, a decent amount of dialogue um even for the Mandalorian, because I really thought when him he came in and was all silent in the cantina, um, we were just gonna have this whole silent treatment for like a long time, and uh, I'm glad it wasn't. There's a, there's a little bit, little bit. Of I would almost argue he gets too chatty by the end of this episode, but it straightens itself out by the second oh, he episode. Needs, we need something though. We don't get any facial expressions, so yeah. But I will comment something I noticed throughout, throughout, and I'll, I'll bring it up a little bit later. I think it's in this episode. Um, somehow he's able to emote his, his body language, which I'm pretty freaking impressed with. Yeah, he's considering. A, he's definitely doing a good job. It's again, it's like my comparison to the Carl Urban version of Dread, where you don't get to see the face, so you've got to rely on just his gestures and and his speech patterns and that kind of thing. So no, this guy does a great job. I love all the silent bits where you know just lets him go off and wander the ship, knowing very well. That's such well. a badass thing because that's yeah. like. You do whatever you want, but it's not going to help you. I love the toilet. It's the first yeah. toilet. And this may be the Wars. first toilet ever in the Star Wars universe. That's right. Yeah. And it, it's so there you go. I love, I love this comment, but he hasn't gone in like a year or something. It was freaking awesome. Yeah. Now, the one thing they do show in this ship when it's coming up, besides the amount, amazing amount of weapons he's got, is do, are we led to believe that freezing somebody in carbonite 
because my understanding from Empire was that was not the intention of what it was for. They used it to transport Han, but it was uh, never the original. So how I took that from was they... Um, also, a reference to Life Day, also a Star Wars uh, holiday yeah. special thing, but yes. So the carbon, we see the, we're see we seeing yep. all the different bounties he's got hanging in carbon, right? Yep. And so what I'm starting to realize is that the tech, the tech of carbonite freezing, they've used it, however, in Empire Strikes Back, yep. it was them adjusting to something that had carbon and making it into something. Because you look, they were engineering it at the time, right? So what they were doing was trying to turn something into that, which was this already existed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they're basing it off the Mandalorian tech and they're just Mickey Mousing, Jimmy rigging something inside the mining facility to make it do the same thing. Okay. That, that's about how I believe it. Yeah, it could be. Because it made sense why all those little guys were doing all that work Yeah, for that whole time. Like reverse engineering, yeah, basically. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we're now coming into another unnamed planet. Yeah. I'm glad they haven't like spent time trying to name all these planets for us because we can kind of spitball, but... The galaxy's in tatters. Who the gives a shit? Because here's another crappy looking place, which again kind of looks like a Tatooine, except not quite as sandy. Like it's yeah, but it's desolate. Farmers, maybe like that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Still desolate mm-hmm. looking. And we're back at another cantina. What's the name of that game? Because that was in Knights of the Old Republic. I remember you could play that oh uh, that card God. game. Yeah, you're right, and I don't remember. I love the I love the design of the creatures in here. Very old school. Like that's Bosk. Yeah, look to it. That, and is that to be boss? I, I don't wonder? know. That's what I because I can't think if he's alive or dead at this point. Didn't he end up going down the pit? Did in Return of the Jedi? Well, Bo- he, Boba he, did. I don't know. Yeah. I thought he died in that battle. We've got Carl Weathers making an appearance. Yeah, apparently can't show up in do you know Creed or Creed Two? But do you know, can... every time I see Carl Weathers, I'm waiting for his arm to get chopped off. You want what? Oh, oh yes. I was every like, time. what? Every time I don't remember his arm getting chopped off, and oh my god. In, uh, okay. you know, every time the, the boxing movie that I can't name. Rocky. Every time he's sitting and it's a camera shot chest up, mm-hmm. it reminds me of that same camera shot chest up where they chopped his arm off. So. And I love the money is just basically metal rectangles. Okay. So, but I guess, it, or, or no. whatever those are, it's raw material. Yeah. Right. Which that's is much stamped. like our gold or silver. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly fair. it. That's yeah. Fair. yeah. They definitely, uh, and they do mention how. His original offer was uh, credits that the Empire had given, but now that the Empire has fallen, they're really not worth Yeah, like n- Nazi money. There's just no Nazis yeah. anymore. Yeah. I like this floating look, too, because that's very... It looks like the old Star Wars movies where it, it's not quite right, but it because they just digitally removed the things underneath. But I love it. There's not <laughs> enough bounties going on there. I'll take them all. Yeah. This guild thing comes into play a little bit too. All of a sudden, it's like this bounty guild, right? Yeah. Now, was that it, mentioned in the uh, back when Vader was assembling the people of the guild? I don't know, but I I don't think it is. But I wonder if retroactively that'll be mentioned. But if we go back and watch that that episode, what was it episode two, and they did that? Wait, what are we talking about? Not episode two. Sorry, episode six. Strike back. Was it uh, strikes back when there's a moment he's five. walking through the five? Yeah. He, when the bounty hunters are all there. Yeah, yeah and they're yeah. all on the ship behind him. Yeah. yeah. And I, I could swear he said something about a guild back then. Yeah, I can't recall. Anyways. So, yeah. But it makes sense. And so he teases them, right? He teases them with, oh, here's a way crazier bounty. And, you know, you get very little information. How kind to of a off the record. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to go meet the people and all this bullshit. And, of course, he's going to take it because he's Mando. Which is way too much. Mo- late, what way does too much he late. need the money for? 
He doesn't seriously. Well, you don't see him. Spe- also, Jawas back again. Oh, you didn't see the third episode. So much is explained yeah, in the third true. episode. I'm serious. Like, well, all this makes sense. What does he have like a sick mom? I don't know. No, oh, shit. I won't even get into. It. I'm, I'm just leaving it for anyone. <laughs> Leave it. We will get to it. The best part is for anyone who will have seen the third episode. Him, Matt, not knowing is hilarious. You're probably laughing because there's so much revelation in the third episode. You're like, oh, all this makes sense. <laughs> all of this makes so much more sense. Now, do you think his armor is? piecemeal or do you think he's got like a set and then he just i love the eyeball thing that's so old school again third episode but what i will tell you is it's piecemeal fair well the second episode he does get that shoulder is it the second or the first uh this one he gets yeah he gets that shoulder piece made for him which is pretty cool yeah and there we've got the walking trash can so there's so many throwbacks to the uh the old school star wars which is awesome Mm mm-hmm and clearly just a guy in that outfit. <laughs> yeah, they definitely didn't try to break away from what it looked like. So there's a simplicity with that. And also it's throwbacks without being a throwback. Like it doesn't need to be that same droid, but it is a droid. And I loved this. And they opened up and we saw the stormtroopers yeah. who look like... They've had like the shit kicked out of them? Yeah, like they're the ones that completely made their way back. You can tell they're not operating under the guise of the Empire because yeah. they're not even cleaning their armor. Again, it kind of goes with like you made the reference to like the, the Nazis after the war. They're yeah. kind of like in this... And speaking like, of Nazis... Oof. <laughs> Werner Herzog. Yeah, I'm sorry. He plays the most evil people all the time anyways. So I just, I'm like, wow. You're really going to hammer home that whole Nazi thing. I like the fact that this standoff and you're like, mm, I think he could kill them all. I, yeah, I, that's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, for the four to one. I like those odds. I like that. Just yeah. so cocky. Um, I did... What was something I was going to say here? Hold on a second. Yeah, his testiness is kind of fun. Um, but I actually really love, too, did they go back and get the same voice for Stormtroopers? Because it is the same voice. It's just filtered through. I love, even in the closed captions, like Stormtrooper 1, Stormtrooper 2. Oh, well, you get no there. names. Yeah. But their voice is all the same. Although I wonder if it's like, uh, was it Force Awakens that had all the celebrities voicing? Because like, yeah, yeah. I think Kevin Smith did one and yeah. Daniel Craig did one. I swear to God, they're the same. It's the same voice. Just the they're generic. probably just taking cuts from the old films. Yeah, yeah, because they don't say a lot. Stop. Who goes there? Yeah, yeah. So we get this crazy doctor dude again, very Nazi-like. Well, it's not how they were completely drawn mm-hmm. up in the first place. So I love he's wearing the giant Empire gold chain around his neck. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't get it. And, and these these chunks of steel need to be wrapped in like velvet. I mean, I don't get it. They're raw, med- raw metal. Beskar, which is apparently very important to the Mandalorian people. Yeah. And we later see make some pretty fine, sweet armor. Well, when we realize that their armor is made of Beskar, and then you notice that the Beskar, when they get shot with a blaster, doesn't do a thing to it. Yeah, and it's obviously rare. So if you yeah. look at his outfit in this episode, I'm guessing the helmet. Yeah. Well, his helmet is shiny, so it's relatively newer. And that may be it. Because I think the rest of it's that red coloring. Although I guess he could have dyed it. I don't know. So the other thing is kind of cool. So like they're really, it's an easy bounty here, man. Like you either go find it, bring it, go find this thing and bring it back or kill it. That's all I want you to do. Really easy. Which the doctor seems to be kind Mm, of against. The killing of it. Yeah. So easily that insulin becomes a life form. So we're easy with that. And they give you this whole limited speech, big deal. And you know that the doctor is clearly has an interest in the yeah, there's bounty. A, there's a there's something he wants to do. There's a, yeah. This completely screams, go get something so we can experiment on it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of cool as you, because you're like, okay, well this should be cool. It's not going to be easy to get it first of all. But my question at this point to me was, is this going to be the whole season chasing this bounty? 
which they were quickly answered. Yes, and I love I love there's a quick answer to that actually. So I was happy about that because I was a bit going, oh man, really this is gonna be long and boring. Well, and so far I think the pacing's been quite good. Um, the 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 misdirection there was that the bounty is fifty years old. Yes. So you're expecting, you're thinking an older man in theory or an older person, Some older something, yeah. And I then inst- when you realize what it is, did it you, totally it, makes sense. Did you instantly think at 50 years old that you're that I'm like, well, they're going to try to make that Gina Gar, whatever her name is, make that Corano. Like they're going to try and tell me she's 50 years old. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm waiting to see her come in. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so morbid. Yeah. And then this poor bastard in the cage. Yeah, see? That's so twisted. So the best part is, though, is that Jabba obviously treated them much better than the average folk. That. Yeah, I guess that argument could be made because this sick bastard's just making the guy watch his buddy get rotisserie. Yeah, I just love the fact that everyone is um, really, no matter the alien type, it can be food. That's what I've come to the conclusion yeah. in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can eat anything. It, Unless you're a humanoid, you're not eaten. Everyone else can eat. The, the problem just becomes that they look like Muppets and you're like, that's just like Kermit the Frog. It's weird. It was so cool. He walks down a single set of stairs and he finds himself in a place where... They're talking about how hidden this is. And I'm like, it wasn't even hard. He just walked down a set of stairs. Yeah. It's so you know weird. what this is, though, right? It's weird. Well, what do you mean? What, what, where he is and what all this is. I, I don't know what your question is. I don't know what, exactly what okay. you're getting at. He's walking through a hallway. He's in an underground setup. He's yeah. walking through. Do you know what this is he's in? Like, like, what's going on here? Who's here? Who's collected here? Well, this is uh, this is the the Mandalorian people, and the, and they have flashbacks later that they do pick up uh, strays or or abandoned children and that kind of thing. Presumably, I would suspect to train them. But what are you going at? Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, this is like what's left of the Mandalorians. Yeah, like I got that right away mm-hmm. because I know that when you go back to the lore of everything, right? The Mandalorians were fried. They were toasted. Their planet was toasted, and they yeah. scattered. And what was left. You know, they everyone always talks about like they're lucky they're not around because they could have changed the whole war, right? Yeah, and so basically, you get the the through a bit of flashbacks, you see they're not necessarily like they could be humans. They could be like it's not. It's more of a religion now it's, than a people. And, and the religion is a great word for it because yeah. you see sense of that way more. Third episode, uh, they really get into that. So now the Great Purge being their that, planet, probably. Yeah, yeah. Planet got wiped. So it's obviously something from their planet. Yeah. Now, what do you think that means? Your signet revealed oh, again. Third episode. Okay. Um, yeah, they duly explain what how the signet revealed piece comes to play. Is that that, that um, it's revealed at, at a certain level? You get your own signet think, kind of thing. Think religion. Yeah, it has reveals itself to you. Okay, kind of thing. So all right, so we get to see some sweet. Uh, yeah, we see that armor blacksmithing. Ass. Yeah. It, am I not? I'm not sure if I'm accurate on this or not, but doesn't their armor repel lightsabers? That was the other kick-ass thing about this thing. I uh, thought I thought lightsabers didn't. You probably know maybe some more of the backstory stuff than I do, but I, it's it's certainly crazy strong. We know that. Yeah, it deflects blasters with no problem. That's why, I, I, if I remember correctly, I thought this stuff could uh, repel lightsabers. Foundlings is the term that they use yeah. for the kids that they basically raise. Like as... when Jango Fett got his head cut off, it was where the helmet met his shoulders, not the helmet. And we get some flashbacks there. Clearly, yeah. this Mandalorian was a foundling of some sort. Yeah, and there's no guarantee that he was a foundling from Mandalore. No. It could have been another planet. And it depends on how old he is, I guess, right? 
Well, again, yeah, third episode. Absolutely. Okay, good. Third episode shows us who's blowing that planet up. Right. And so when you see that, it gives you a way better timeline. Guys, just come back for the third episode. Because okay. <laughs> apparently, I need to see it. So more. much shit is revealed in the third episode. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. The shoulder it locks in. You see all the tech underneath it too. So everything is, you know, obviously they uh, you have a system monitoring your your yeah. progress of your armor and shit. So that's kind of cool. And we get our Star Wars wipes. We get the, yep. the zoom out one. Hundred percent. Um, it's interesting because that implies that if you see a Mandalorian, they aren't necessarily going to have the same armor because depending on their situation, their signet, um, yeah. this, the shape and size of it is specific to them. Um, you'll see that as well later. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's also the composition of it. Cause not always, is it made of that best, uh, is it Beskin? Beskar. Beskar, yeah, sorry. It's not always a hundred percent that. So we're now on. This is the running joke with Star Wars is that every planet is one terrain. So we're now on a desert planet, presumably the whole planet. Maybe, maybe not. And they all just seem like they're drought stricken. Yeah. Like it's like that. They, it's a serious water they issue. They weren't naturally deserts, but they are now. Like we consumed all the water is what they always seem like. Which is why like uh, Naboo always stood out because it was like Shit, lush and water green. and green. Yeah. You're just like, what's going on here? I feel like if we went to Naboo in episode nine, it's a fucking desolate planet. <laughs> That would be amazing. Yeah. Just a call back and you just well, see like... And then maybe they show you how they, they totally destroy all the... Uh, I love this. Because at this point, I'm thinking anything that comes up, he's just going to kick its ass, right? Yeah. And I'm like, These are fucking terrifying creatures. I don't know. They're just all face. They reminded me of an 80s cartoon. Uh, I can't name the cartoon at all, but... You know, I know. You know what? I... I mm, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. The old, here they come, straight in his face. I love how the thing bit his arm. I love that he has a flamethrower. Well, yeah, they all do. It's st- standard issue. I know, but it's just like I you hadn't seen it until now. Well, I guess where the cool part is punching is, it right in the eyeball. The question you ask yourself is: Boba Fett had a certain arsenal, right? Yeah. And then you're thinking: Is that all Mandalorians or just Boba Fett? And what you're going to find out as we go through this is it's all Mandalorians. So these things look like See, they're he, out of like Serious Sam or something. At one weird. moment, he was done. He was done, and he gets saved by again. I was expecting Gina Carano, and instead, it's this guy. It may be the best looking we've seen Nick Nolte in about 25 years. I have spoken. Which is cool. <laughs> I love that every time he finishes his sentence, it's like, I have spoken. Like, the conversation's done. <laughs> like, okay. Is it a mask? Is it makeup? Is it CG? Because it looks really good. I think it's a mask. It's a mask. But it Maybe just shows, some touch-up or something. But, but they all the, the mixture of the mask and animatronics now. Yeah. So, because there's a lot of additional movement in the... But then he's a hell of a lot shorter than Nick Nolte, too, right? So, is it the body is CG? Like, it's um, do you, uh, motion capture? Do you expect every other character to be Warwick Davis, like I do as well? Well, he must be in here somewhere, right? I just assumed he's in here somewhere. <laughs> so I mean, I, I think he has to be. Every character, I instantly go, mm, no. <laughs> And I, I mean, here, I could almost consider that if yeah, it wasn't... Yeah, I think Billy Barty's dead. So Warwick no, Davis? I know Warwick Davis is walking from watching so much of him on television. And I true. know this guy's not Warwick Davis. Yeah. But to be honest, I was really considering it at first. So, and I love this. It's like, yeah, I'm going to give you a hand. It's like, really? What do you want? Half? <laughs> just to get you there? Yeah. And he's like, well, you know, basically, he just wants the blurg. Yeah. Like the... Uh, I, I guess he's some sort of... What are they, what's, Hermit. Uh, Hermit. Yeah, I know. I was thinking um, the aunt and uncle of Luke. What were they? Uh, moisture farmers. Like, I wonder if that's his gimmick. Again, back to the whole desolation of water everywhere. Yeah, there's right? no water, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, and we got this little moment, and I, I at first that I, I think it's so weird. I know, but at this point, I was like, oh man, we're gonna get this like life lesson thing. This was the part where I'm like, come on, like I don't need the life lessons of how to ride shit. This one felt a little Disney-ish. This moment here, it doesn't last long, thankfully. No, no, and and the and the tone of this Disney style moment of like the coming of age thing, uh, thank God, is only done here. I haven't seen it anywhere else. I'm watching the show, and it's like they put it in. Probably rewatched it. Went, yeah, it definitely fills the episode, but we're never fucking doing that again. So, such a weird. It has like two large back legs and then like T Rex arms, and then it's just a giant face. I swear to God, I've seen it on the Magic the Gathering cards. Oh yeah, it, it's a familiar look, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're a Mandalorian. Yeah, it talks about his ancestors riding this thing, which makes you wonder: is he? And like, what is a mythosaur? Is that well, like a dragon? Well, that's that. Th- well, maybe. Yeah. But my question is, is he actually a Mandalorian? Well, again, he was raised that way, clearly. Yeah. 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 So I haven't figured that out yet. But uh, yeah. Yeah. And so he just like tames it like he's got the, the freaking force, which he doesn't have. But needless to say, he settles it's all it down. teeth, man. Look at all his teeth. Yeah, see, this was that Disney moment, though. Like, damn it. It's, I, like a, it's like a horse whisperer. What I would have loved if he would have right, right away now tranked it. Yeah. Or did something different or punched it in the eye. Like, just be Although that... he was punching them in the eyes when he got attacked yeah, the first time. be that rugged asshole. Like, right now, he's like, oh, I, I got a soft spot. Yeah, and look at, oh, triumphant. And then they did the triumphant music and all that shit, too. And I was like, oh, come on. It's not that big of a deal. He just rode something well, that he's, fucking people normally I think the ride, idea apparently. Is, he's good with the animals? I don't know. <laughs> Not really, because he's running away, and that guy's there, and he has no fucking clue where he's going. So, anyways, wipe, and away we go. And we got to this cool little running scene of this desolate, barren... I don't know, this could have been an ocean at one the point. The wide shots in, in this are, like... Yeah. Again, beautiful do you not shots. feel like this could have been an ocean? Yeah. <laughs> so dry, the ground's cracking. Again. And, was, they mo- and they moisture farm. That's weird. Because how do you get moisture from that shit? I kind of wanted to see... They kind of touch on it in, in uh, Rogue One and in the later Star Wars, the after effects of like the war like yeah. you're seeing ships down stuff you don't see a whole lot of that yet no yeah that could come we just don't know where they are right mm-hmm. so the different this planets. planet was just so junky they didn't even bother well, fighting near it all, is he not in the in the outer rim as well well like, and so. it would make sense because obviously the bounty that he's going after yeah. is hidden or needs to be hidden yeah won't take his money nope and he wants these guys cleared out so yeah. Now, who are these guys? Like, who just okay. So the mer- uh, well, no, no, the mercenaries, mercenaries always are, come seeking yeah. reward, that kind of shit. And he's like, he just doesn't want those people there. He doesn't give a shit who does it. Yeah, he's just an old curmudgeon. He's just like, get off my planet. You're causing too much trouble. So he's helped every mercenary who's come through to try to kill these people. Now he's wearing like a pilot's cap. Yeah, it's almost and it's almost the same goggles as uh, what's the character from Force Awakens, um, the small one that uh, has the. I think he, she has the lightsaber that Ray finds in the basement. Yeah, yeah, I know you're talking about Maz. Yeah, yeah, that she, I was it's almost s- the same glass. I was gonna him. say he's dressed like Sebulba. Yeah, which again would make sense because you've got if he was speeding along the sands, just protect his eyes. Yeah, so we get a little bit of a shot here, and again we go, okay, compound, kind of cool, and it's fucking amazing how this stuff can just exist in the middle of nowhere. Because where did you get all those materials to build those walls? Like you're telling me that sand. 
Just sand. Uh, oven like, baked sand. I don't and know. how the fuck is this shit powered? I've never seen anything powering it. I'm just saying out loud. I'm looking at this stuff and I go, you know, you know, maybe our technology in life will get there where we can just build a middle maybe of a fucking solar desert. Pan- uh, powered. I, don't know. I would just assume so. But again, then again, I it, love that they're. <laughs> This is such a Star Wars thing, too. There's just a pit. Like, there's yeah. just a hole in the ground in the middle. You're like, well, someone's going down there. Yeah. It's basically the bounty droid, which if you play any of the video games, it looks like a TX or TX T88 or TX88, whatever yeah. they called. And this one was what they yeah. say, IG. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Or something. And he just this shot when it does the two arm thing, like yeah. it, it makes kind of sense because it, it would be essentially pinpoint point accuracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. And I like the fact that everything spins, so yeah. it can do like a 360 degree shot. And uh, in watching this episode, if it wasn't for this fucking droid, um, he never would have got through here. I mean, you, there's a lot of parts where you're like, mm, I think, or sorry, IG-11. Um, there's a lot of things that he couldn't have done by yeah, himself. I, I've questioned how good he is, actually, yeah. to be honest with you. Because up into the, the certain points, into the, again, third episode, I'm like, is he like good or well, lucky they, they impl- lucky yeah they he's... imply that he's like one of the best but you're right there's a lot of he's, he's the best because he's fucking lucky. resourceful i yeah. guess yeah yeah shit just works out for him and he's gets into an argument with the fucking droid voiced by uh taika waititi <laughs> i knew that's where he was from in this it took me a bit to remember i couldn't remember now, again, I don't know. I, I thought based because it is such a relatively big name voice in the character that it may return and maybe you've seen it again. I don't know. In episode three, since you've seen episode three. No, no. Okay. Don't remember what happens to this thing. No, I know that. But that's why I'm wondering, like, does it come back somehow? Do they put it back together or just the yeah, head? I think it's just, oh, you never know because he's like a bounty hunter. So maybe we do get to see him back. But it's or really, it's a clone. Like, there's maybe there's multiple wow, of like, that voice, right? It probably is IG eighty nine, right? Yeah. Like, it doesn't really matter. So you can bring it back in many ways. But yeah, hundred percent. Like without the droid, he wasn't getting through this shit. No. By the way, that droid's just. Yeah. You could almost argue at this point the droid is more badass than he is. Yeah, actually, it was. And I'm like, well, these two team up. This could be pretty fucking cool. Yeah, actually, yeah. I'm like, he will be unstoppable. But needless to say, which I think is what you're supposed to think, right? Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. Again, great storytelling, directing. It's good. It's fun. And there was a little bit of humor in here, which comes up very shortly. So as they're making their way to the door and he's got to open the door, mm-hmm. typical Princess Leia fashion. Um, but like these shots are awesome. Like the yeah, yeah. panning and just the, uh, yeah, just the, killing everybody and everything. Yeah. I was like, how many guys were in this building? What a murderous droid. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. I was like, you know, a couple of those fucking droids. And I think the whole storyline would have changed a little bit. The yeah. View. It kind of puts. Do, how did the rebels not get a hold of a couple of those droids? Yeah. Forget Fuck. the clones. Yeah. 100%. That would have been way smarter. So I love but, the yeah, yeah. This. As soon as he's trapped, self destruction. Just immediately suicidal. You're like, wait, he was doing so well. Yeah. And I, and the fact that he just has like a, a thermal grenade in his chest for this kind of emergency. Yeah, hundred percent. And then he has to keep <laughs> convincing him. I love how this happens more than once too. It's like super. Just he's every like, fucking, no, we're done. Every fucking chance. Okay, we're done. He's not like they're not in that bad of a position. No, I wouldn't think. Considering he's like every third shot, he's not he's taking somebody out. I don't know; they're in a pretty good spot. I thought. Although I do get, you, you do kind of see how. Oh, well, although he's taking. Well, there's a lot of blaster fire. Yeah, I was so. gonna say it doesn't take much to take him out, as then, you'll see later. But yeah, but then again, the uh, the situation goes from like, I'm laughing at this going, okay, they're just pinned. I mean, it's bad, and then it gets really shitty. Yeah, because in comes like the giant repeater rifle, mm-hmm. which now they're in trouble <laughs> so immediately. Self destruct. Yeah. He uh he he's pretty chicken for for a guy that can kill everybody he's pretty chicken shit. 
And I wonder, like, that's the downfall, right? That's yeah. that's why it's not a- as good of a bounty hunter because he's just so willing to give. Well, he just up. walks in. Let's be fair; that's the best part. Be getting self destruct <laughs> again. I love it. The stress it, it added such a great element of stress to the scene. It's like you know, is he going to blow himself up? What's going on? Because you kind of need him. So, and he also he it doesn't take much for uh, the Mandalorian to convince him to not do it. I don't know why he couldn't come up with these ideas himself. Yeah. And this is where this the is first sweet. real, okay, now he's a badass. Yeah. Okay. There, here is why he's the best. Although again, I think the droid killed more people. <laughs> they probably even out at this point. Yeah. So we, maybe. There's a lot a, of rooftop people. We're going to do a hot shots death count. We, I think we're pretty <laughs> close to probably being tit for tat there. See, in that moment, I would have took it over to the the droid, the IG-11, and just blasted him. But <laughs> see, self-destruct. I would have let him. I don't know why he just stops him here at this point. I was well, I think, surprised. is it at this point he offers, uh, yeah, like yeah. he kind of offers that maybe we should work together. Yeah. And actually later, I think episode two, he offers the other guy to work with him. He's He's not necessarily against working with other people. No, we see that, which is, again, we know that he's going to be... Gina Garano at some point is going to be with him, or we uh, suspect from all. She's the, in this program. We the know poster that. art and stuff tells us she's with him, and the shots are together. So, ideally, we're assuming he does end up with a team in some capacity. Again, such a Star Wars thing that the laser blast just shoots like sparklers off of. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. But through a blast door, right? Yeah. Sweet shot. Yeah, the the, the camera shots are kind of cool. I will admit they've done well. Good old bad. He is a quick draw, total Western dude. I do. I would do think that was kind of cool. It is interesting. Well, I guess they knew it was behind that door from the from the sensor, but yeah. And, and you know, you're heading into the situation. You're looking for whatever it's going to be. And this is what got me was when they realized that it's that little round droid thing. I thought, is it like one of those tactical droid things, or mm-hmm. is it one of those planetary things they they launched out like a different version? Really didn't know what it was. It feels like the people who had it didn't know what it was either because it's just sitting there weird, covered it's true. by that. So, like, whether they ever, if they even bothered to open it, to push the open button. <laughs> but, yeah. There's three buttons. Let's try button one. Yeah. Oh, that worked. But maybe it's like a ritual thing. They only do a button once a week, kind of thing. As soon as I saw the ears, I'm like, <gasps> a gremlin. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's Gizmo. Gizmo. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I, okay, how fucking stoked were you when you saw this thing? Well. Because my brain was like, oh, I never even thought of other. I mean, I think in one of the movies, there's a female, I think maybe one of the prequels or something, there's a female Yoda looking character in like a background shot. But And this was cool. Yeah. That was cool. The blast. I took a second and went, they really killed it. Because up to this point, I could have seen them killing it. Yeah. I really could have seen that, that happening. So instead, he shot it. And now you can clearly see it's basically like a floating bassinet. Yeah. And the biggest internet meme we've seen, what, lately? Right there. Yeah. Finger to finger ET moment with Yoda two or Yoda Junior, baby, baby Yoda, yeah, I've, I've Yoda Junior, YJ, yeah. yeah. So I, this is another thing that's cool. So at the end of every episode, they have these cool painted shots mm-hmm. of key moments through the episode, which I think is really a neat idea. Um, or stuff you didn't that were ha- was happening, but you didn't see like like it looks like it's something that they could release a book of these shots later. You know, like they're all like paintings and stuff. Or secretly they just taken all from a comic book, and this is yeah the pages and directed by the guy that did. Uh, uh, Clone Wars, yes. Uh, Felony, which Filoni? if you didn't know, Clone Wars was on Disney Plus as well. So Jesus, please yep. get your Disney Plus because that's Clone a, Wars. So uh, what's the other one? Um, so good. Re- uh, Rebels. 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 Yeah. Yep. So yeah, Rebels uh, is there too. Taika Waititi. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was a it was a good episode, good start. So I mean, from not, that first you. episode, did it not? Were you were you like, okay, well, I'm on. Like, yeah, you, like, didn't. Th- there was nothing that you're like, I don't know. You, I, I think you definitely at least wanted to see the second episode. I jumped right in, didn't even hesitate. Yeah. I went, yep, got me. Because now I want to know what the hell is he going to do with this thing? Because clearly he's bonding, so there's a problem. I want to know is this thing force sensitive? I want to know it. Is there a storyline to Yoda somehow on this? Yeah, thing? Yeah, what's the connection? Is there? And you're so trying to shit. figure out the timeline. You're like, well. Okay, so and Yoda's I, dead by this point, obviously. Yeah, and the 50-year-old thing makes sense because Yoda was 900 years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get the aging thing. Yeah. So there's just so much conversation here to have. And then I'm like, well, does he have friends? Because uh, it could be a problem. And there's some stuff that gets revealed in the next episode that really kicks this off even further, which is great. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, I, this was uh, this was interesting. This was fun. We've never done anything like this before, so I enjoyed it. And uh, we can't... Uh, we could. I think we picked a good show to start with, and I can't apparently stop. Uh, so no, I think uh, I think the first episode did what it needed to do. It would have been nice if it was a little longer, maybe, but it didn't Listen, feel short. You're so hooked on Star Wars being longer. The hard part was digesting something that wasn't two hours. Yeah, but I guess too, if you compare it to something like an HBO program where you're expecting it to be pretty much right on the hour mark, where I think this was 40 minutes or something. The mm-hmm. first episode was so. Yeah, I love. I, I again hooked great. Nice introduction of characters. I'm curious who's going to be sticking around. And, you know, watching IG-11 get shot in the head made me think the one cool factor that we might get out of this is that, like an HBO show style show, um, I think everyone's up for grabs, whether they're coming or going. Yeah, no matter who, if they are a celebrity voice character. Like, I wonder, too, like, even we saw some of the, you know, big actors in the beginning of the episode. Will we see them again? Will we see... I suspect we'll see Carl Weathers again. I think I saw a shot or something of him later. Will we see uh, Werner Herzog? Probably at some point. Probably, but come back. he may very well end up dead. And yeah. we don't know. So that, again... Um, is he working for somebody else? Like, is he... you got to assume, but uh, we don't know. you think so. But then the Empire's gone, so it's probably fractured off into these different underground groups. So, yeah, awesome. Well, that was The Mandalorian Episode 1. Well, I'm curious. Leave us a, a comment whether this the first episode hooked you or did you just commit to when you purchased Disney Plus that you're watching it all the way through either way? Yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen it, and you, well, I don't know why you would listen to this and you haven't seen it, but uh, it's on free trial, so give it a shot. And by the time this episode comes out, there'll probably be a handful of these episodes up. So yeah. they're releasing it mostly weekly. Yeah, at this moment in time, there's three episodes, so... Yeah. All right, man. So until next time, thank you.